0: All right, welcome once again. And uh, last few weeks we've been kind of covering some current events and how God's take is on that. And we see that no matter what the situation is, that God has his word upon it. He's covered all the bases on it. We just have to look and see what that is world seems to be moving so fast lately trying to keep up and keep track and and to, to stay not ahead of it but even to even just stay caught up with it and it's so important to do because we need to filter everything that we do through the the word of god let's take a moment to pray dear heavenly father we thank you for this opportunity to allow us to get into your word today father we thank you for the privilege of being here father we thank you that we're allowed to hear it, Father. We ask you to open our hearts and minds to receive it, Lord, and just take myself out of the way and let your true message shine through. We ask this in the name of your Son, Jesus. Amen. So, uh, we got to, we've been looking at the, the umbrella of the, the source of the problem, and we have so many things that we're, we're facing. That we need to figure out now how not to temporarily fix them, not to put a, a Band-Aid upon them. It's oftentimes just like sticking a piece of bubble gum in a leak. It might slow it down a little bit, but it's not going to fix the problem. We have to get to the source. We have to make some major repairs. And to do that, we have to understand what the source of the problem is. We have to understand about ourselves and what we need to do as individuals, as groups, as mankind, to be able to fix these problems, to be able to start building a world that God wanted us to have. And we have to look at a few things. You know, uh, many of us we we reject God. We reject the Word of God. We reject church. We reject all these things. And we have different reasons that we do it. One is we simply have no faith. We don't believe that these things took place. We don't believe that these things can take place. We don't believe that God is real. We don't believe in His power. We don't believe in any of these things. So therefore, we see it as... A waste of time, we see it as nothing that's beneficial in our lives. We believe but yet we get caught up in the tradition. we get caught up in the rituals of what church should be and what we religion teaches us to, it to be. We get caught up in what Man thinks, our fellow man, what their opinion is. We get caught up in the, the culture of the time. We get caught up in what's popular, what's trendy. And we get caught up in what our leaders, our celebrities, the people that we look up to and look for toward for information has to say on the subjects. But most importantly, we look at about how we feel and how we don't want things to change. We don't want things to change about ourselves. And we want to have the illusion of being able to rule over ourselves. And not have anyone rule over us. Many times we've talked about people will say that I don't follow religion. I'm not religious because I don't want no one or no one, nothing telling me what to do. There's a a deeper, deeper situation that we either are not seeing or we don't want to look at. And the fact of the matter is that God has given us everything that we need to know to live an abundant life, to be happy, to have our needs met, to be able to deal with any situation that comes our way, He's given us everything. We have an instruction manual for life. We have answers to all of our questions, and it's right here in the Word of God. See, we uh, we we talk so much about the Word of God, and we talk about how it's you know it's not present anymore, how it's doesn't apply anymore that. It's a different culture, a different time. But the fact is, and I know that many of us are not going to want to hear this. Many of us are not going to want to believe it. But if we actually took, if each and every individual applied ourselves, if we learned what the Word of God has to say, if we truly studied it, if we followed true Bible teaching preachers if we got into the word ourselves if we prayed to god if we gave us a hundred percent if we followed everything to the letter of god's law this world would be so different our lives would be so different yes but it would still be sin yes we would still make mistakes Yes, we would still be tempted by Satan. We'd still have problems. We'd have weapons formed against us. But none of them would prosper. We'd be able to overcome. We'd be able to get through. And we would have a whole lot less problems if we just followed the word of God. Now, this is a point where you can get there and you can make all kinds of arguments, but in reality, if we just go back to the Word and we followed the Word of God and we did it in His entirety, we would have less problems. But, 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 no. See, the thing right now that's popping into your mind, the thing right now that you're trying to use to challenge these statements is nothing to do with facts. But everything to do with feeling. Everything to do with your wants. Whoa. See, you know, there's a problem because that's where it, it touches a nerve because we're talking about your wants and your feelings. And that's such a driving force in our life. We have all these things that are happening today and all these choices that people are making. And we're having to combat all these different things because of wants and feelings. We have to be accommodating to all these different groups, even though it goes against the word of God, because it hurts someone's feelings. We have to make laws and changes and combat these issues Because people want to act a certain way. They want to do certain things. And nothing else matters. We are selfish and self-centered. And we're only concerned about having our feelings and our wants taken care of. And everything else can simply go to the wayside. Over the last couple of weeks, as I've been thinking about this message and the message that preceded it and what the future will hold for the messages, I've been looking at the source of the problems. You know, the Bible speaks of the love of money being the root of evil. And it's a, a condition of something more. We go all the way back to Satan. Satan was in the splendor of heaven. And yet it was something else. It was the idea that he wasn't on top. That God was there above him. And he questioned God's choices and he questioned where he stood he was concerned about his image. He was concerned about his power. And you know what? Not much has changed. This seems to be an inherent flaw that trickles down and affects each and every one of us. We can bump up to to Adam and Eve. God paints us this perfect picture of the Garden of Eden, how everything is perfect. That God is provided and taking care of every single need. Everything is perfect. Everything is in splendor. It is the ideal situation. But Satan comes along and says, is that what God really said? Oh, no, no. He doesn't want you to do this for any other reason than he doesn't want you to be like him. Satan said, if you just partake of this, you, yourself, your eyes will be open and you will be as gods. And then in, the, in their minds, they started to, to feel that. That idea they could have more. That they could be powerful, that they could be all-knowing, that they could be as gods and they protect. And of course, man fell. We look at our endeavors. We are driven for success. We want to have a lot of money. We want to have nice things because that shows our status in life. The more we have, the more things that we have that other people can obtain, we feel like that makes us better. We want to have status. that's the things celebrities want. They want to have the fans. They want to have people cheering their names, to be able to access them. They want to be able to, for them to follow and hang on every word that they say. They want that status. Politicians, it's for the status, that power, that leadership. You pay attention long enough and they'll all show that in some form or another. That they feel superior. That they feel that they are doing something that no one else can do. That we need them. Everybody wants to be the hero. They want to have all the answers. You ever met people like that in the world? That no matter what the subject matter is, no matter what you're talking about, they always have something they can contribute to the conversation. They've already done it. Or at least they claim to. And they have an idea of how it can be done better. Because they want to be the hero. They want to have... That knowledge. They want to be the ones that people look to. The Israelites said, Hey, we need a king. We need a king. God said, You don't need a king. You have me, I'm your source. I said, Nope, we need a king. God said, Okay, I told you. We see all the, the pitfalls that come with that. We see that even God's hand chosen people still wavered because they have this earthly, man, sinful side that's going to always shine through. That we as christians as followers of jesus we try to keep that at bay at least we should be trying to but it seems it's easier just to let the the dark side run rampant we're, try, we're supposed to try to keep it at bay but even underneath the best circumstances even with our best efforts it still gets the better of us sometimes a thought comes in that we don't take control over an emotion leads the way we get our feelings hurt And we get emotional and we try to seek and do and recover ways to make ourselves feel better. There's nothing that we can do for ourselves. There's nothing that any other man can do that can take the place of Jesus. There is no other leader that is like God. He is our Heavenly Father. He is our source. And He is is the only solution to our problems. And we get so worked up in the details. We can't see the forest for the trees. Because we're so zeroed in. A couple of weeks ago, we talked about abortion. I gave you all kind of numbers to think about. And we go back and forth on what to do. Should it be illegal? Should it be illegal? Is it this amount of weeks, that amount of weeks? And we have all these things that we try to compose into a law. And the question is, Why? Why is there a need for 79% of choices that are made of inconvenience? Which equals to hundreds of thousands. The question is why? And what should we be doing different? God tells us what a family. Should look like. God tells us what a husband and a wife should look like, how they should act and how they should do. You know, uh, during this time, there was arranged marriages. Courting involved not being together. But what a couple had to do is they had to come together and they had to follow the principles of what God had laid out before us. This is how you act as a wife. This is how you act as a husband. This is how you raise your children. And you know what? If we based our principles on these things, we wouldn't have a higher than 50% divorce rate. Everything would fall into place. We would have a strong foundation. Instead of a foundation of convenience, a foundation of feelings, a foundation of whatever you want to put in there other than what God says. With a strong foundation, we could build And there wouldn't be a lack. There wouldn't be an inconvenience. We put so much emphasis these days on everything else but the family. We have to have oodles upon oodles of education so we can get certificates. And we have to focus all of our intention on that. And it can be so stressful that young people have breakdowns trying to accomplish these things. There's no room for anything else. And we sink deeper and deeper into debt as we're trying to accomplish these things. There's no room where we can have side-by-side, where we can do family, where we can do higher education. It's all got to be one or the other. And we keep pushing life back. And then we have to start a career. And, of course, there's no time for a career to be able to focus on anything else. We're creating our own problems because we're trying to cram so much stuff in they say now that this current generation these teenagers that are coming up college age kids that are out right now they have a higher rate of depression than any time before and we'll just look at some of the pressures we just talked about We need to look at not how to regulate weapons. Because if we need to look at the source. Because God tells us not to murder. And I think that a bigger issue is what possesses someone to want to take the lives of innocents? And no matter what kind of bans, no matter what kind of restrictions, no matter what kind of controls that we put upon the people, till we fix this rudimental problem, this soul problem that we have, that no amount of regulation, no amount of policing is going to fix that. What possesses a young one to want to take the lives? And of course, we have at the root that we see there's more depression. We see there's more anxiety. We see there's all these these issues, but we're missing one thing. We're missing God. The United States, compared to a lot of other countries, is is on the smaller side, population-wise. Compared to some place like China or something like that. But yet, we go through more pharmaceuticals than everybody else. No matter what your issue is, they got a prescription to write for it. You know... God has laid out everything that we need. We talked about that last week, that he's put everything here on earth that we need. He gave it all here for us. He knew what we were going to to bring together. But yet we keep trying to come up with things that are are not natural. Things that are synthetic and man-made. With a whole list of, of side effects. Because it's so easy just to, to write a prescription. And to mask the symptoms. And everybody everybody wins. Because the patient feels better, sort of. And the, the doctor gets his payment. And the pharmaceutical companies, they get their payment. And we go on. And then anything that doesn't fall in that mold, it gets to blame for it. And we forget about, we don't realize, we don't utilize prayer. It's not even a thought or an afterthought. We want something tangible. And we don't want to put any kind of effort in. And then we shy away from biblical counseling. No one wants to talk to the the preacher anymore. No one wants to know what God's answer is to these situations. We want to turn to somebody that's got a prescription pad. We want to turn to somebody that's got a degree on the wall and can tell us all the technical, chemical reasons why our brains aren't functioning properly. When reality... It's a lack. It's a lack of God. There's no pill that can fill that hole that only Jesus can. We live in a a very different world. I've seen the world change quite a bit in my years. I grew up in the 80s and the 90s. I've seen a time when we didn't have much technology. And now the time we're living in today. But it's affected us. Yes, it's given us a, a lot of grand things. Some things that we would miss greatly, but it's also given us some burdens. See, with everything that we do, there is a a trade-off. When we're operating outside the realm of God, you know, there's a trade-off. We can have too much, where it's affecting us in a negative way. I was once listening to something about finances and you know, there's a magic number of how rich you need to be to be happy. Cause you got to wonder when you see the, the Jeff Bezos and the Elon Musk of the world. And, and these people just have these astronomical fortunes and they just keep building it bigger and bigger and bigger. And you say, when is enough? When is enough? Because we have that drive, you know, because we're living in this, this sinful world that, that we're never going to have enough. And we've always got to, to hunt and gather and hoard for what we're, what we're missing. But really, there is a, a, a secret number. And I don't know how many of you have ever been in this situation when you, you need to go to the grocery store. But the first thing you need to do before you walk through the doors is you need to check the old bank account and see how much is in there. Because you got to make sure that you got enough so when you get to the, the checkout register, you're going to be able to cover everything. And sometimes you have to make choices. You know, this might be the week that we, we skip the ice cream to make sure we have plenty of milk. That we, uh, we skip the cookies to buy diapers. And if, you, uh, if you've ever felt that feeling, then another feeling you might have experienced is, is in that same scenario, maybe it's right after payday. Maybe it's right after you got your, your income tax check, and there's a little bit of extra in the bank. So much so, you know that big check deposited... And you know you can walk in that grocery store and you can get everything on your list. But you can even get a few extra things on there. And you don't have to look at the bank account first. And you don't have to worry about having enough. And that right there is, is the secret. It's just having enough. Have your, your bases covered. Or you're not struggling because we get too much in excess, we, uh, we have to deal with all that. People that want to take a piece of it, a piece of people that have to manage it, what to do with all of it. It's kind of the way that God works. You know, he's, he's never early. And he's never late. He's always right on time. And he never comes up Lacking. You ever notice that? That God doesn't answer your prayers just a little bit. He answers them all the way and more. He answers them and gives you a little bit extra. He blesses you and then blesses you a little bit more. So you always have more than enough. Just like I trip to the grocery store. You walk in, you get everything you need. Maybe a few weeks, and when you walk out, you still have a little bit left over. See the, the correlation there? How the, the, the things in life that we enjoy that makes us happy mirror what God does for us. First Timothy 5, 12 having damnation because they have cast off their first faith. And they withdraw what they learn to be idle, wandering from house to house, not only idle but tattlers and busybodies speaking things which they ought not. I came up in a time before social media, before the internet, And now it's all part of life. And what started as something, as a way to be able to communicate with friends and family far off, to be able to share memories and moments and photos, has turned into something totally different and totally monstrous. See, for everything that there is out there in the, in the social media world, they have all those little things where we can, we can upvote, we can downvote. We can like and we can dislike. We can comment. And because of all these things, and so many people now in the world can come into our own personal world and make judgment. Now, God tells us, what? Not to judge. But yet, we do. And as mankind, we are either demolished or we thrive based on the feedback that we get from most of the time, absolutely total strangers. That people now have actually made a career of this online world. And maybe I don't truly get it. I mean, because I didn't grow up with it. You know, I had ways that I could occupy my time without having to get into this virtual world. And we, we we see these things now and now I'm not going to take any, any emphasis of it because I know that this is a problem and it's been a problem for many people. But for myself I struggle with it a little bit. And that's these these things that happen in the in the online world. Cyberbullying. Well, you know, back in the day, bullies were up close and personal. And I can see where that could be a problem because there was a a threat of physical violence. And maybe because that was a world that I came up in, that it seems that someone far away on a computer screen is not that intimidating to me. When it's real easy to just delete, turn off, uninstall, sign out. I mean, there's, there's all kinds of ways to, to, to get away from it. And then we see these new things rise. All these ways to, we call it interaction with people. We have all these new gaming systems now with These online play and we can go into these virtual worlds. We have this new metaverse that we can log into and we can interact with people digitally with our fancy little avatars. And and, uh, I know there's been things in the past. I can't think of what all the different things are. But there's all these different ways that we can interact digitally. And then we hear about these negative things that we have these acts of violence that happen in these virtual world. And again, I'm a little taken back because it's virtually cartoon characters. My point being is that we, we get so wrapped up in this stuff that People, especially our our, our young ones, they are so distraught about this digital universe that the comments that happen, the the likes, the dislikes, that it becomes devastating for them. So much so that they act in the real world in violent ways or they take their own life or they take the life of others. We're living in a world now that totally disregards what the Word of God says. And we are not only tearing down what a family is, what a man is, what a woman is. We are tearing down all of that images. We are taking what God says. We are spray painting over it. We pretend it doesn't exist. And we are rewriting the rules. And it's bad enough that this action exists. But we're also, we're trying to force it upon everyone else. We can't just live and let live. No, we have to force it. It's, look, this is the way it is. You are going to accept it. Or else, you know, we uh, we don't believe in things like privacy anymore. At least for certain things, if someone decides that they want to have an alter interior alternative lifestyle. That's something that's got to be exclaimed. That's something that's got to be presented to the world. And why? You know, if you like ketchup on your vanilla ice cream, that's probably going to seem weird to a bunch of people. It's not a traditional ice cream topping. And if you was to point that out, if we needed a national weird topping on our ice cream month, if we needed to have weird topping on our ice cream parades, if we needed to put it all over our social media, it be kind of strange. Because it's a, a private and individual choice. And the fact is, it doesn't matter what you eat on your ice cream. We have no need to have to force it upon everyone else. And I'm not saying that it's always easy to follow the word of God. And we've talked about it in the past that even though God says one thing, that that sin barrier that we pass through, when we enter this earth realm, we're in a world of sin. We're in a sinful body. And that's going to prevent, pre- perceive unique challenges for us as individuals because we live in this world of sin. And many times that our wants and our feelings are going to be in direct contradiction from what the Word of God says. So I'm not going to be wanting to sit up here and tell you that you do not feel a certain way. That you do not want to act a certain way. That you do not have these desires. Or that you shouldn't. What I'm here to tell you is is what the Word of God says. And no matter what your obstacle is in life, He can help you overcome it. Do you like the world that we're living in today? We're always talking about now, now the new hot subject is how are we going to fix the world? How are we going to fix the world? Because now we're afraid that we're just going to... It's all going to burn up. All of a sudden, now we have this global warming that's been around for forever that in reality, they say, is actually closing up. The ozone layer is getting better. But yet, it's a, it's a big deal. And that we see heat waves that we've had since the beginning of time we have changes in our weather patterns over the courses of of the decade that's just part of nature we have years when we have more storms we have years when we have less storms that's all part of nature but now we are using everything to drive a point about we need to make a change we got to ban gasoline Cars. We have to do all these things because we have to save the world. And people are jumping on the bandwagon. They're going out and buying the 60, 70, 80,000 electric cars, and they're upgrading their houses and they're doing all these things, trying to do their part. You know, ain't it crazy that when we can do things of the world, we are all gung-ho to do it. Get the vaccination, that'll save a life. Well, we'll do that. Put on your mask, that'll save the world. We'll do that. Drive an electric car, yeah, we'll do that. We'll do that. Yeah, we're all all cuts because we're that's what the, the populace wants. That's what makes us look good in the eyes of man. And we go back to that status thing. Cause we can walk around town with our band-aid on our arm, because they make sure they put that band-aid on there that says the logo of the whatever pharmacy you got it at and we'll walk around with that and we'll put on the the mask but people can see that like look at me look what I'm doing for the world and we can see that fancy car that don't make any noise and see the bumper sticker on the back because look at me look what I'm doing I'm saving the world and maybe that's what the big problem is when it comes to to God because you know we could do a lot of uh, godly things You know, imagine if we all prayed together what we could do. Imagine if we came together and prayed what we could do. You know, we've seen walls fall. We've seen the sun stop. We've seen the waters recede. That's all God's power. Raising the dead, it's all in here. But yet we're scared to try that. And maybe it's because that if we do, that no one's going to see it. That we can't get the praise for it because we don't have prayer stickers. If you pray good, a little halo don't pop up above your head showing you that you've done it. It's just between you and God. So we can't get that, that man praise that we so desire. It goes back to what? The status. It goes back to the social media, why we get so sad, because our status falls. We make our self-worth based on what mankind thinks about us. Now, let's look look at Jesus. He's sitting there and he's preaching in the, in the synagogue as a little boy. And his earthly mother, Mary, comes up to her. What, what are you doing? What are you doing? Don't you know I'm about my father's work? She didn't get it. Every time that the apostles would fall out of faith. How many times... And i got to tell you. How many times do I have to tell you? Where's your faith? Where's your faith? I'm not always going to be here. I'm not always going to be here to pick you up out of the water, Peter. I'm not going to be here to stick an ear back on. I'm not going to be here with my parables and my lessons. This stuff has to stick. The faith has to stick. And then they're cheering him. Laying down their their palms and cheering, cheering, chanting. And then what do they do? They put him on a cross and crucify him. What I'm saying is that he wasn't getting a lot of credit. He didn't have a lot of street cred with the people. They wasn't blowing up his social media. He wasn't getting a lot of likes. He wasn't getting a lot of upvotes. He had a couple of viral videos, you know. He performed a miracle here and there, and that caused some buzz. But then it dies down. And the people soon forget. Trying to... Make a, a name for ourselves. What do, we, what do we do? Especially, what do you do when you think this is it? When you don't believe, when you don't think there's nothing else out there, that you just live and die and you're gone. We want something of us to remain. Remain. I don't care about this world because this is only temporary. My salvation is in heaven. I don't have to worry about leaving nothing behind because I'm going to live forever. I'm covered with the blood of Jesus. God has given me that promise. But what if you don't have that? What if you're not so sure about that? You know, maybe you went through the motion, but you're not all that Sure. And to think about that you're just going to go slowly in the night, you're going to disappear, and that history is going to forget you. That's why it's so important to have the status. You could people remember the president. We have books and books and books that talk about all of them. They're part of history. Great inventions. Are remembered because they're part of history. And we look to the status. So when we see these people that go out and commit these heinous crimes, what do we do? We immortalize them. Years and years and years after it happened, we're still talking about Columbine. We still talk about all of these tragedies. And when it happens, we we plaster it all over the news. We plaster it all over social media. And then we get up in arms about it. Such as grand need for status. How many people have sat there and they thought about, even though they're going to be gone but how they're going to live on. Because after they do this act, that people's going to remember their name forever. How they're going to remember them because they're going to change laws and make laws because of the act that they did. We're so driven for status That it doesn't matter how we get it. It can be good or bad. And in the world that we have today, it's so much easier to create a bad status. That all you have to do is, is to be immortalized in this world is to commit a heinous act. But it all goes down to the source of the problem. If you're needing Status that bad. If you're needing attention that bad, it's because you are missing something so deep. If you have God in your life, that fills that void. It is His presence that fills that void. It is His presence that takes and gives you that drive to give you that love. It is Him. He wants to do that. He wants to love you. He wants to be with you. He wants to help you. We can't go and fix this void. But if we leave this void unchanged, we are going to put something in it. We have got to fill that hole. And if we don't, we're going to pour alcohol in it. We're going to pour drugs in it. We're going to pour violence in it. We are going to pour a drive for status, a drive for riches. We are going to try to put everything in the world to numb that pain and to fill that void. And the only thing that fits in that hole is Jesus. The only thing that can turn this world around is sin and changing it fighting it putting God around it we can make more laws we can make more change and people still going to go around it evil will find a way Bow with me, please.